come to the podcast between for the content, hmm? Of course you have. No shame in it. Unfortunately for you, however, you are maidenless. You better get on that, bro. It's oops of necromancers. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am your DM, Oz the Great and Powerful, and joining me at the table are Bug, Finny, Seder Druid, two rats, two rats, two rats, two rats! Two rats! <laughs> See? Madame L, half-elf bard, doing bard things in a bar for the very first time. And Bree. Soren Dahl, hobgoblin necromancer, staring into the middle distance. <laughs> so... Before we jump into the recap, is there anything that anybody would like to plug? Obviously, I'm going to plug my cat, Scrambles. She's great. Fantastic. That's it. Oh, can I plug um, good spoons? Soup spoons? Teaspoons? Appreciate it. Incredible. Okay, anything that actually gains us money. Anyone. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go ahead and mention that we have an event coming up on June 5th at the Crown Plaza in Springfield, Illinois. It is called QuadCon. If you're in the area, do stop in. I think it's free to attend, so why not? We're going to have some dice, and we're going to have our crazy display with a skull in it. Patrons get to touch the skull. Yeah. Anyway, yes, come to the event. Uh, Also, if you want to check out that Patreon, uh, bit.ly forward slash all necromancers. It's spelled exactly how it sounds, uh, except for you drop the K that's in neck. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. It's fine. So let's recap what happened last time in our Swamp Trumpin' Adventure. Y'all had a little look-see at some magic items, made your way away from the burning husk of the hag's hut, met a cool fentity that Finny had glimpsed in the distance, got some tasty blessed water, got rocketed straight back to Grishdal, dropped a boy's bones with his grief-stricken parents, gained some well-earned fame, and earned the ire of one certain ringmaster for, frankly, kind of unclear reasons. And that's where we are now. So, last time we left off with a bit of a cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. So, Soren, what you up to? So, basically, I have just left Gustav's and I am trying to figure out... Okay, so I... Am I still in the alleyway? Uh, I mean, you'd still be in the street adjacent to this alleyway. Okay. The alleyway is just an alleyway. Okay. Gustav's gone. Okay. Uh, well, then can I kind of, like, like tuck myself around a corner real quick? Sure. I mean, you can just walk back into the alleyway if you want. Yeah. Uh, the town's pretty quiet at this point. Okay. Most of the people are off at the circus, mm-hmm. so... Um, and I'm going to go ahead and... Pull out that scroll, my recent purchase from Gustav, and go Mm -hmm. ahead and cast Invisibility on myself. Okay, go ahead and give me a check on using the scroll. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is that our You don't have second level scrolls yet. No. Or spells yet. Okay, uh, 15 plus 3, 18. 
You're good. Okie dokie. You are now invisible. Okay. There's a slight shimmer around uh, your body, so you know it's taking effect. Uh, so, trying to make as little noise as possible, I want to try to make my way across the street from the guardhouse in Gristall. Yeah, that's no problem. I mean, you guys have wandered enough around Gristall. I mean, it's it, you know, it's not really that big of a town. You know where it is located because it is one of the few two-story buildings in the place, and it is basically a large uh, rectangular prism. It, there is, like, no design to it. It is just almost a warehouse-type building. And you are across the street from the front door. Uh, there is a front window adjacent to the door on the front of this building. Mm-hmm. But if you do a quick scope around of all four sides, mm-hmm. there are no other windows. Okay. Uh, there is a door on the back of the building. Okay. Can I do an investigation check? And I just want to kind of watch for a little bit, see if there's any activity, anybody coming or going. Okay. Recall that you only have one hour uh, with that invisibility. So how long do you want to watch? What I'm after shouldn't take me more than 15 minutes or so. So I'm willing to sit there and watch for like a solid 30 minutes. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I mean, like I said, you can hear the circus off in the distance a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, the town's quiet. As far as this specific guardhouse, you don't see anyone enter or leave. You can see through the window a heavily scarred dragonborn sitting at a desk who seems to just be sort of picking at his claws with a dagger. But other than that, nothing goes on within those 30 minutes. Okay. Hmm. And you said there was a back door as well, correct? Yes, there is. Okay. I'm going to make my way around to the back door and just very mm-hmm. gently try the handle. It is locked. Hmm, piss. You can attempt to pick the lock. Uh, I mean, with a dagger, the DC is going to be higher, but you can almost try. Yeah, I guess I'll give it a go. I'll, I'll make an attempt at it at least. All right. Ooh, I did not. That's a four plus three, seven. You do not. Uh, In fact, I will say that you sort of jab this dagger into the lock and twist it, and you quite loudly break off the tip of the dagger in this lock while rattling the door. Oh, no. And someone's going to come investigate. In your mind's eye, you you see Madame L rolling her eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I actually just thought of a better plan, but it's too late. I've already committed to this. So what do you do? Uh, move away from the door mm-hmm. and watch for a minute and see if anybody comes out. You hear a rattling at the back door mm-hmm. uh, and what sounds like maybe someone trying to unlock it from the inside. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you have jammed the tumblers and so it can't be and... About 30 seconds later, that guard comes around the corner with a glaive, and uh, he is limping slightly, and he goes, Come on out. Come on. I know you're out there. And he starts walking in your direction as you see that you have visibly left footsteps in the sort of muck and mire in this alley. Oh, no. Um, Can I try to circle around? Yeah. Back to the front door? Yep. 
Uh, Why don't you go ahead and give me another stealth check? Okay. Oh my god, this is not how I wanted this to go. <laughs> I don't have advantage on stealth checks or anything from the No, you do not. Do Invisibility uh, does not give you this. Okay, 11. No, 12 again. 12, you had an 11 the first time. Okay. He is going to continue trying to track you. That is an eight on the die. He only gets a plus two, so no. Okay. No clue where you at. Okay. You have successfully, maybe you sweep some trash uh, behind you that spooks him a bit. Just sort of, wow. But he does not see any tracks after. He loses the trail and he starts uh, going back around the building. Um, from the left-hand side of the store up to the front, you are going to up the right-hand side. So what are you doing? Okay, uh, I want to try to make it into the building before him. Okay, the door is ajar. Okay. Well, it's a door, but it's open slightly. <laughs> I was going to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I climb in and close the lid behind me. Uh, then, yeah, I'm going to try to slip into the door uh, okay. before him. Yeah, I mean, the door's open, so it is it is no problem. Uh, you are in a small sort of office. Uh, it is pretty bare bones. There are... Um, a few weapon racks and, like, uh, mannequins for armor in here. Mm -hmm. uh, you see that of the three different pole arms that are resting here, one is missing. You assume the slot is for a third pole arm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a couple swords on the wall and whatnot. It seems like this is sort of the main chamber uh, arming area for the guards, plus just sort of the main office. The main feature of note is this large desk that uh, the Dragonborn was sitting at. Okay. I'm going to go stand in the corner. Okay. I mean, yeah, he makes his way back into the office, and he'll do one more check, see if he can sniff you out. Once again, no, that was a seven, even worse than last time. So God. he has a... And then he places his glaive back where it was on the wall, sits back down at the desk, and continues cleaning his daggers, and is uh, mumbling under his breath. However, you have the observant feet. And he is mumbling in common. Okay. What's he saying? Uh, he generally seems to be just sort of mumbling to himself, complaining about how you can't really find good help anymore, and that military men should really sort of have, you know, a bit more decorum and not rush off to the circus with everyone else. Mm. Oh, and also that he's too <laughs> old for this shit and is going to retire in a week or something along those lines. Uh, you see... Also in this room, there are two doors against the back wall, and there is also a stairwell on the right-hand side running up to the second floor. Okay. So are the two doors open or closed? Let's see, high or low? High. The doors are both slightly open. Can I try to make an investigation check around the room that I'm currently in with this Dragonborn to see a couple things, actually? I want to see if uh -huh. he has any insignia of rank. And I want to see if there looks like there's any information stored here, like files, missives, stuff like that. There are no sort of filing cabinets. Uh, the desk does have a large central drawer that sort of runs across the uh, length of the desk, obviously facing towards the seat he is currently seated in. Mm -hmm. And he is wearing a small badge that is... Uh, of blued iron 
that is shaped sort of like a craggly triangle. Uh, you would recognize this as a symbol of the Black Mount, mm-hmm. i.e. this is probably the guard captain. <laughs> Soren's just standing in the corner sweating. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> as he does. Time is ticking, Mr. Soren. <laughs> God, I should have just pretended to be a ghost. God damn it. <laughs> I thought of that after I'd already done this. It's too late. I mean, the, the night is still young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ma- that's what Madame L would do. Yeah, but my charisma is abysmal. I think you just have to explore and keep making stealth rolls. Yeah, no, I guess I'll just, I guess I got to do something. I got to stop debating and just do something. I'm going to try to explore one of the other doors. Okay. Are you taking the door on the left or the door on the right? I'll do door on the left, very cautiously. Okie doke. The door on the left uh, leads to a smaller chamber uh, in which there are three beds and three foot lockers and not a whole lot else. Okay. There's nothing that interests me there. I'm going to try the other door. Okay. You have a peek through the other door, and it looks like a small kitchen, including you can see from your position without even you know, touching the door to open it more or whatever, mm-hmm. the back entrance. Oh, I need him away from his desk. You also haven't checked the upstairs yet. Oh, there's an upstairs? Yes, there's a stairwell leading to the second floor. Oh. It is a two-story building. I somehow missed that. I'm sorry. Then, yeah, I'll... I'll You're fine. Uh, can I look at the stairs first and uh, check for creaky, creaky boards? Yep. You look at them top and bottom with your passive investigation of 16. They are fine. Okay. They're not going. You see that one of the steps uh, has a split in it that you reckon would shift when you stepped on it, and you just step over that one. Okay. Can I can I take off my boots and put my boots in the like bunk area? I'm still really worried about tracking mud around. If you want to. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, you are now bootless, and a pair of boots materializes in the barracks. I mean, I want to leave them somewhere where it makes sense for boots to be, but. <clears throat> okay. If you uh, set them by one of the foot lockers, it's fine. Okay, that's what I do. Okay, then I'm gonna try to make my way upstairs. Okie doke. You make your way upstairs and you see what is clearly a holding cell area. Uh, oh, there God. are four different cells basically set in each corner of the room with a sort of cross shaped walkway. Mm-hmm. If you walk to the center of this walkway, you see that towards the front of the building, there is just a wall. Towards the back of the building, there is a additional door between two cells. Uh, one of these cells is occupied. Oh. Uh, there is no lighting up in this area. It is completely dark. That's fine. I have dark vision. Yeah. As you come up the stairs, uh, you notice this person shift, and they go, Psst. Hey, who's there? Where you at? I'm not saying anything. Hey, come on. We're... We're in this together. What are you doing up here? You one of the guards? I don't say anything. Can I, like, uh, investigate visually this person? Yeah. Uh, this person is a human who looks to be about in his mid-40s. Mm-hmm. Uh, you notice when he speaks that, uh, he seems to only have his two front teeth. Uh, he's fairly grizzled, got some stubble going on, dark brown hair. Looks a bit like a ruffian mm. based on his dress. You know, he's got a bandana on and As f- not much else. No, he's not naked with a, just a he's bandana. He's naked wearing a <laughs> bandana. If you imagine a bandit from Fable, 
He is dressed basically like that. Ah, I see. Uh, I don't got time for this guy. Um, I'm going to keep looking around. The door up here is shut, by the way. Okay. I try the handle. Okie doke. It is unlocked. Okay. And he goes, hey, you you invisible or something? What are you going through that door? What's back there? Come on, let me out. Seems like we're, uh, you know, two peas in a pod. And as you presumably shut the door behind you, mm-hmm. you hear him just sort of mumble. Fucking Thraxil. Fucking ghosts. Wish I was back in hell with here. Uh, this seems to be a room where records are kept. Uh, there are various filing cabinets, a uh, couple crates of, well, miscellaneous things. Uh, they are currently boarded up. It just seems like a storage room. Okay, uh, this is precisely what I was looking for. Okay, so I mm-hmm. need to, do I need to make like an intelligence roll or an investigation roll to try to figure out where I need to start? Uh, it would be an investigation check. Okay. And you can also, if you want to take X amount of time to search, mm-hmm. you can gain advantage on this, but it has to be a substantial amount of time. Okay. Basically, you're trading time of invisibility for a more thorough search. Okay. I use, Did I use 20 minutes or 30 minutes observing? You use 30. So 30. you have, at this point, about 25 remaining. Okay. After everything else that has went on. You'd have to use up 15 minutes to gain advantage on this check. I'm willing to do that. I think I can do that. So okay. I have 10 minutes left? Yep. Okay. I do so. So investigation with advantage. Mm-hmm. First one is a six. Jesus. Second one is a 12. So 12 plus three, 15. Don't you get a plus five from observant? To investigation checks? Am I incorrect in that? This is what I'm not understanding. You have a plus five bonus to your passive wisdom, perception, and intelligence investigation scores. Yeah, you know what? I've decided, and I should have a long time ago. Uh, That whole thing's stupid. The bonus to your passive perception stays to your passive. The plus five to your investigation is active and passive. Uh, I should have decided this earlier. I understand this, but we've talked back and forth off mic about how observance kind of fucky worded weird it makes sense for it to be a that you are naturally more observant so your passive perception is higher but also that you are going to notice things others won't as far as investigation checks okay do i still add my intelligence yes you do okay so i have a so plus eight for investigation is what i need to have that is correct okay so that's eight plus twelve twenty okay so yeah you are quite thorough This sort of record keeping seems a bit disorganized, but you realize that it it's kind of a very specific system to whoever's filing these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't work like, oh, this, you know, if this is about Apple Bottom Jerry or whatever, it goes under (laughs) A. But it's like you figure out where the arrests are and that sort of thing. Any sort of records that would be kept. Uh, You find a wanted poster, a very old one. You would guess just based on how rotted this paper is and crinkled and whatnot that is probably about mm, a decade ago mm-hmm. that says wanted alive private soren doll known deserter and thief apprehend by any means necessary bounty 10,000 gold oh cool um i take that okay oh wait no that's incriminating is <laughs> <laughs> you decide in addition you find tax records As far as where they are paying and where they are being paid from, Mm -hmm. both are filled out by a Aloysius Meftil, 
high biotechnist of the Mount Council, dating back at least the past seven years. Okay. And that's it. So based on the information present on the documents, is there, like, a region of origin for these documents? Like, for Meftil's tax documents? Uh, presumably, Meftil, at the very least, is in charge of Grishtal and the surrounding lands. Okay. Who knows how far that spreads. Okay. But at the very least, you know who is in control of this area. Okay. Can I find any... Any further information about Meftil or any names that I see come up in conjunction with his? It's going to be hard for you to get a more thorough search than what you got, because even though it was modified, it was a 20. Yeah. You can if you want. However, it's going to take additional time as you are trying to essentially cipher out further. You're trying to connect the dots here. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be pulling out a bunch of shit and then having to file it back away, and it's yes. essentially going to take the rest of your invisibility to do. Okay, like all of the rest of it? All of the rest of the 15 like minutes? Like all of the rest of it, because you're pulling out documents from this filing cabinet, that filing cabinet, trying to find any link to Meftil, and then trying to piece together, well, this person contacted this person who contacted this person. It, it's going to be a hard one. Okay, this is important to me, so I'm going to do it. Okay. Go ahead and roll your investigation with advantage. Okay, uh, 14 plus 8 is 22, right? Yes, it is. Okay. With a 22, you are able to see that a lot of correspondence seems to be tied to a Medrash. Okay. Uh, full name is uh, Medrash Norixius. Okay. Who is notated as the guard captain. Okay. This guard captain? You would assume so. Uh, I mean, correspondence, you were able to find dated correspondence that is fresher. Uh, generally, it's just a warning of, you know, it's a letter addressed to Medrash. Mm -hmm. That is a warning of, hey, this criminal was in your area or this person of interest or whatever. Okay. Whether that means anything is up to you to decide. Okay. I don't necessarily think so. Okay. Um, I'm going to make sure that I put everything back exactly where mm -hmm. it was. Um, and I'm going to pull out the Dust of Disappearance, one of them, and go ahead and apply that to myself. Okie dokie. And what do I roll to... Or you roll it, don't you? Uh, yeah. I am going to roll. Okay. Because I think it's fun. Uh, you will have a time range of either two to eight minutes. Okay. I will notate what this is. Okay. You are invisible. Okay. Do we want to make it fun and use a timer? Yes. All right. Give me just a moment and I will start a timer and then you will start describing what you are doing. Okay. Begin. Okay. Uh, there's not a window up here on the second floor, right? No, there is not. Okay. Is there access to, is there like attic access? No, there is not. Okay. I turn around and make my way back through the cell area. Okay. Are you being stealthy or not? Because this will yes. slow you down if you're being stealthy. Yes. All right. Give me one last stealth check to sort of reset yourself. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. 19 plus 3, 22. Okay. You sneak through. Uh, you open and close the door to the records room, no problem, mm -hmm. and are now in the holding cells. Okay. Uh, I want to make my way back downstairs. You're good. Um, I'm assuming um, I can't go out the back door because the back door is broken, correct? It seemed broken. 
Okay, because uh, he was rattling it. Then um, I'm just going to have to walk past this guy and go out the front door. Okie dokie. And as soon as I get out of the building, mm-hmm. um, I will just start fucking sp- sprinting. Okie dokie. Let's see if he hears you. No, that was a four on the die. Do, you escaped scot free. Soren Dahl, tax assassin. <laughs> tax assassin. <laughs> and as you get uh, about a block away, you suddenly back into existence. Well, not back into existence. Back into the visible spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm like leaning up against a building, like <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, trying to calm myself down and uh, act casual. Kind of as as a recap, can I ask what exactly mm-hmm. the information that was gotten again? Uh, information garnered includes a thief who is in holding uh, by the guard captain of Nethraxil, or the guards of Nethraxil, a wanted poster that seemed quite old for a one private Soren Dahl, who is a known deserter and thief, Tax records paying out to an Aloysius Meftil, high biotechnist of the Mount Council, dating back at least seven years. And a fair amount of correspondence between this Aloysius Meftil and Medrash Nerixius, who presumably is the guard captain. Fascinating. Interesting. I know. So on the correspondence, there was no, like, there was no information about where the letters were being written from. Uh, it was notated as Castle Meftil. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> what fucking... Who gets a fucking castle and names it after themselves? You'll find that a lot of people did historically. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact about Castle Dracula. Regular man castle. Regular man, I definitely didn't make it in a forest of impaled persons a guy. No vampires live here, castle. Mm-hmm. No vampires here. Just a bunch of rocks and cool human guys. <laughs> Castle. <laughs> this, is a, this is a weird bit we're doing. <laughs> it, it's a fun bit. Anyway. Uh, okay. Yeah. That is the information you garnered. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to make my way kind of stealthily back to the circus. Okay. You make it back to the circus just in time for the show to start. Okay, can I kind of blend myself, sort of? I want it to seem like I was here the whole time. Yeah, okay, you can't do that one because you weren't. <laughs> like Buzzwhip would know, your job, among other things, is beast handler, and you weren't there, so you can't do that one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna know on that one. Okay. Uh, and as you arrive, do you? Where do you head? I mean, honestly, he wants to go lie down, and have a good think. But I'll go where I need to be. I'll go to Buzzwhip, I suppose. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the show is just starting, so he needs you backstage to sort of help with the menagerie and what have you. And you perform as normal. There's definitely a... Sorry, I don't know. Well, I guess I do know where you've been, but glad to see you're alive. Just a bit worried whenever, you know, the rest of them came back without you, but... We got a show to put on, so maybe we'll talk about this later, huh? Uh, we could also not. Sure, I guess. I'm just trying to be (laughs) friendly, but sure. Uh, Do you need more darts, or... I feel like 
you ran out of darts, maybe? I got a couple I can spare for you. Uh, if, uh, if you d- d- don't mind, um, and I don't, I don't mean to be rude, just, um, it was very, um, our little expedition into and out of Grishtal was, um, quite something. Sure. You're given two more darts of sleep. Okay. From his stash. Oh. He use, immediately uses them on myself. <laughs> if you want. I'll take my darts and uh, go where I need to go. Okay, cool. As far as the rest of yes, what do you do after returning to the circus? I, I mean, obviously you led the crowd there, uh, but you have a good hour head start before the show itself starts. So, Madam L is just trying to be a good little worker at this point in time, uh, knowing Mm -hmm. that she's kind of, uh, I guess, in trouble, to say the least. So Mm -hmm. she would probably approach Lady Z expecting the worst conversation she can imagine. Mm. (laughs) And as you approach, Lady Z looks you, well, I would say up and down, but she is a halfling, so it's more of an up and then further up. (laughs) And goes, well, well, well. Look what the cat dragged in. And she has the biggest shit-eating grin on her face. Yes, yes, Z. I, I, I know. I know that uh, I'm not in the best footing right now, but if you could just go ahead and tell me what I need to do, I'll, I will get it done with speed. I believe what you need to do is go inside and scrub some pans that are waiting for you and perhaps think about leaving the circus and why just maybe a certain figurehead should be informed before you leave and take one of our star attractions. Leaving the circus? You were gone for a day and a half, Fell. It did not go unnoticed. Well, of course, I wouldn't expect it to go unnoticed. I had to fetch my own elephant ears, L. Devil forbid you have to walk halfway across the camp. Do you not see half the town is here tonight because of, well, because of me. Because of you, you say? Yes, I... Was it not I who created this situation? You would not have been a hero if I had not scared off that mother... She looks very proud of this. It is confusing. <laughs> I I think we both know that she's on the losing side here, but God damn it, <laughs> she's going to turn it around somehow. Yes, very, very great work at traumatizing that poor woman. Now, I will go do those dishes, but don't, you don't need to worry about me. Besides, I got a hefty reward for the work that I did in Grishtal. It will more than make up for the money that we lost last night. Hmm. Is that so? Very well. Be gone. And she just looks away from you. She has not moved from her position. <laughs> she has object. She doesn't have object permanence. <laughs> if you don't start moving within fifteen seconds, she sort of waves her hand at you and says, "Go." The the dishes won't do themselves. Madame L had already gone, uh, but she was just still looking forward, just so she didn't notice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, Finny, what do you do? Finny, I think, has been just kind of running around playing fun games with people. Playing silly buggers, huh? Chasing around the clowns. Uh, yeah, I think right now Finny is dancing with the clowns while making himself have various different 
animal parts. Mm. The clowns are uh, currently dancing in a circle, and you don't speak goblin, do you? Uh, no, I do not. No. Uh, they seem to be singing some sort of song uh, <laughs> in a tongue you do not understand. And the dance is sort of hands joined, dancing in a circle, and every couple steps they flop their head from one shoulder to the other. Uh, and they're each sort of in opposition to each other. And yeah, I don't know. Wow. It's weird, man. You want to give me a religion check? Oh, beautiful. Yeah, what sure. the fuck? I <laughs> uh, just got a 10. You're quite certain this is religious. <laughs> but you don't know to which god, being a native of Helvetir. But they are dancing in a circle uh, around Finny as he transforms. Oh, wow. Finny then grabs both Wallace and Thaddeus out of his cloak and puts them on his head and continues to dance. Uh, Wallace dances admirably. Thaddeus tries to dance harder, but it's 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 just lame. It seems like he's trying too hard to please. I don't know. Just not selling it. Y'all are city folk, and he's just a, a little Finn country bumpkin. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, over this hour, uh, which the clowns are preparing for the show, Finny is not on the docket tonight for performing because, well, you've been gone. So, you know, can't plan for you to perform if you're not there. So, yeah, the show goes on without a hitch. Uh, Soren, you do not have to shoot anything with sleep darts, which is good. And afterwards, uh, Soren, you are approached by... J.J. Geronimus, who goes, Well, 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 look who showed up. You and I and your companions need to have a bit of a talk, don't you think? And he grins at you, but it does not reach his eyes. <clears throat> oh, uh, yes, um, absolutely. Uh, I believe, um, uh, we have a gift for you. A gift, you say? Fantastic, fantastic. Why don't you go and gather your compatriots and... We'll have some after-show drinks and a little chat about where some of my star performers were over the past two days, hmm? Of, of, of course, of course, absolutely, um, uh, uh, JJ, um, uh, just give me a moment and we will be there, uh, immediately. Of course. And he puts a hand on your shoulder with a oh. frighteningly strong grip and goes, Oh, I hate it. And Soren. Yes. Do hurry. Yes. And he releases you and steps back, his shoes extend into stilts, and he goes back to center stage to continue directing people to, you know, their little gift shop and what have you on their way out. I want to track, can I try to track down Groon first? Sure. Before we go, while I'm trying to get everyone together? Yeah. Um, I guess I go uh, try to locate his quarters. Is that where he is? Uh, he's not in his cage, but you are within sight line of your covered wagon, and mm -hmm. he is back there sharpening his glaive. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, I'm going to approach him. Does he seem like he's in a pretty cool mood? Uh, he looks up and smiles at you. Aw, smile back at him. Friendship. He nods and goes <laughs> back to sharpening his glaive. Uh, uh, Groon, um, I know there have been some issues with um, uh, communication, and while at some point I... I would love um, to to learn to communicate better with you for for the time being. Um, I s suspect um, this m may be of assistance. Um, and I reach out and give him the 
amulet with the tongues on it. I don't really, like, here's the thing. I was not able to mm -hmm. identify it, but I did overhear what Gustav... Uh, Gustav referred to it as a twin-tongue amulet. Yes, and I am aware that tongues is a spell. Yes, you are. So it's not completely wild for me to be doing this, right? You also know enough about magic items that you reckon uh, they're usually highly symbolic, if not active. Mm -hmm. Watch and it just watch it just give him two tongues. Tongues, I know. <laughs> yes, he puts it on and grows a second tongue. Ha ha! I got you. It was a joke item for me. Dun dun. <laughs> Uh, he takes it from you and mm -hmm. sort of looks it over. And these tongues are fairly preserved. I mean, it's not like, or not tongues, but a tongue is fairly preserved. Mm -hmm. And he sniffs at it for a second and mm -hmm. then sees the cord, puts it around his neck and smiles at you again and uh, grasps your forearm in a warrior's handshake. Oh, God. Claps you on the shoulder. Uh, okay. Uh, thank you. I don't know, um, if it will begin, uh, working immediately. Um, it may take some time, uh, for the magic to, um, t take effect. Um, JJ wants to see us. He opens his mouth, and for a second, sounds come out of him that should not come out of a human body. Oh, no! <laughs> uh. A dwarven body, I suppose. Uh, yes, a dwarven body, as he just sort of, and then he stops for a second and holds up a finger and <laughs> sort of looks bemused and then he says thank you sword oh I, uh, uh, it seems to have worked excellent excellent um and uh i can understand you uh, uh perfectly um am i coming through um clear yeah you're good hey what was what was that what was what the, and then he sort of repeats whatever phrase he said or whatever terrible noise is. And he goes, that, because I can speak it now, but <laughs> what? <laughs> can I roll an intelligence check to see if it's like abyssal or something? Uh, let's go with history. History? Okay. This would be whether you've researched enough to uh, recognize the sort of language okay. that is being spoken. Oh, hell yeah. 19 plus 5, 24. Based on the terrible noises and descriptions of this, uh, you reckon he's speaking deep speech. Oh, does that have bad connotations? It is the language of aberrations. Okay. I, I wouldn't, um, most people would probably find it, um, out rude. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. You say so. Uh, let me just check one thing, uh, a really quick rune. Um, I think the magic of the pendant might be more useful than I had originally suspected. Uh, yeah, I'll try talking to him in Goblin. He looks up at you and goes, "Yeah, I, I don't, I don't speak. I don't think I can speak clown." Um. <laughs> <laughs> The only goblins he's interacted with are the clowns. Uh, uh, That's weird. What dialect is that? Because usually there's lots of honking and <laughs> cartwheels involved when they do it. So, you know, I don't. I don't. Um, I'm from a small town, so uh, it's probably not the norm. Um, uh, regardless, I know. Um, 
it is very exciting, um, uh, and I always get um, kind of interested in the ins and outs of different um, types of magical items, but I, we really should find um, Madame L and, and Finny. Um, JJ is not happy, and I think it would be best if we didn't keep him waiting. Yeah, man, well, you know, fuck him or whatever. Hey, what was the deal with the, the other hag? Did we figure that one out? Because I was fucking lost, let me tell you. Um, if we do have a bit more information, um, I'll, I'll explain while we walk. Yeah, cool, alright. And he goes with you. Uh, he does bring his glaive. Okay. Should I be armed for this conversation? Is this a, an armed type of conversation? Hey man, isn't every one of them, you know? <laughs> Always good to have your weapons or fucking whatever. <laughs> Groon's far more chill, apparently. Maybe he snuck a little bit into the sleep dart juice. Oh no. Okay. Uh yeah, I mean you would generally have the idea that Madame L is going to be in Lady Z's tent. Mm-hmm. That's where I would expect to find her. I would only start asking if she, people if she wasn't yeah. there. Yep, you scoop up Madame L. Y'all can do a bit of dialogue if you want. We we don't have to if you just want to skip along. It might be better to skip along. Yeah, I think okay. so. Uh, and then Finny, I don't know what Finny would be doing. Um, so Finny this be, is after the to? show? Yeah. Uh, Finny would be under... Are th there's like bleachers, yes? Mm-hmm. Finny would be under the bleachers finding snacks to eat. G fucking gross. <laughs> uh... Yes, you, um, maybe Finny offered to take Soren's job of sweeping under the bleachers, yep. but you're just sort of doing the goat thing of munching up uh -huh. trash. Yeah, it's really delicious. Um, Thaddeus Terrible. and Wallace are helping me. Oh, tiny little rat hands. I love it. So, yeah, you find Finny under the bleachers with Thaddeus and Wallace, uh, sort of skittering around, kind of fighting over the best bits of snack. Like Thaddeus runs up with a bit of elephant ear and Wallace is trying to pull it from his little paws and yeah. <laughs> Finny grabs it and splits it in two. Now, now, we can share, okay? Wallace uh, unhinges his little rat jaw, swallows his hole, and then goes trying to take Thaddeus's. <laughs> All right, we can play with garbage later. <laughs> I think we really ought to be getting over to... See Mr. Geranonymous. We need to be on our best behavior, everyone. Um, <sighs> yes, yeah, speaking of that, uh, madam, do you have the, um, the, uh, the funds? Of course. I, I do think, um, of course I defer to your opinion on these things, but maybe start with that. Ah, oh, you're starting to catch on, Mr. Soren. I'm getting accustomed to it, yes, um... But, uh, Groon, how, how do you want us to handle this? And he looks up at you and goes, what do you mean? I mean, clearly the, the money still talks in this day and age, so. Yes, I just, uh, my concern was we had limited time to speak before and we have limited time now, but, um, well, I know it was all part of an act and a lot of it was theatrics. I mean... I mean, he... Well, he's a monster in, in many ways, is, I think, what Mr. Soren is trying to say, to, to cage another person. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, you know, t 
tall fuckers got what's coming to them, but that's besides the point. Clearly, we need to rectify this situation, and then I think perhaps we can consider an attack plan. Okay, yeah, that would, um... An attack plan of sorts, Mr. Soren. Yes, um... uh, I promise I am not the wild man that I was made out to be in some ways. No, of course not. Um, very competent with that glaive, though, must say. Whew. Yeah, well, you know, it's a little better than a big pointy stick. In many ways, it is a big pointy stick. You know, what are glaives? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Truly, it is no red sewer or a spedum of sorts, but it is indeed a bladed stick. Allow me to elaborate on the many different types of pull arms that I have used before. We'll have time for philosophical conversations later. We really must get going. And we we make our way to Jeronymus's cart while while he info dumps about glaives. Now the owl spice—that's a weapon right there. (laughs) Thirty-nine inches of pure steel. Good for vampires, I tell you what. So as Grun continues on his, we'll call it his thesis on pole arms, <laughs> uh, I assume you, Madame Al, reach up and knock on the door. Mm-hmm. And just as you were about to knock, the door opens and JJ pops his head out and goes, Ah, fantastic. Just the people I was looking for and only a few moments late. Come on in. Dinner's almost ready. Ooh, dinner! Finny hops in. I think Finny's kind of unaware a little bit as to, like, Mm -hmm. what's happening. Finny just thinks JJ's his friend. So, Mm. yeah. Madame L just just follows directions. Mm -hmm. The interior of his wagon, once again, is larger than it appears from the outside, but not much has changed, with the exception of a large platter with a cloche on top of it. And he says, please, please, do sit down. And, uh, Grun, if you don't mind, go ahead and leave that glaive by the door. I'm not sure where you acquired that, but (laughs) weapons are unnecessary for dinner. And Grun goes, my polearm. But he leaves it by the door. Does JJ notice that he's communicating? Mm, He doesn't seem to react. Okay. Madame L goes to sit down, but she puts the big chest of gold on the table first. Ah, perhaps this is the gift you spoke of, Mr. Soren. Uh, yes, yes. Well, there will be time for that later. Please, do enjoy. And he removes the cloche from the platter with a flourish. And there is a large sort of roasted beastie uh, surrounded by what looks like braised burnips. (gasps) Oh, fuck yeah. I've heard that you've taken quite a liking to burnips, all of you. So, I... Went into town earlier today in preparation. How, how thoughtful of you. Uh, Madame L, like, the idea that he would go into town to prepare food for us is, uh, well, I mean, that's weird. Finney has, once again, doesn't really have any hesitancy towards JJ, because I just don't think Finney really, like, understands what's going on. So Finney just starts taking food. Okay. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. I can't wait. I'm really hungry. Oh, yeah. Of course. A growing child needs their sustenance. Grun also digs in. Um, If you want to give me a insight check on JJ, you can. 
Uh, I only got a 14. I know he's quite charismatic, so I don't know. He seems genuine. There is an underlying tenseness just in his body language. Mm. Um, but what that is tied to uncertain, uh, you did notice that he slackened a bit with the giant chest of gold. Okay. Well, presumably gold. He doesn't know what it is, but, uh, Finny, go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw, please, right. as will Groom. Uh, 18. Okay. The food is good. Mmm, yummy. Um. Oh, yeah, this is so good. Mademelle will take some onto her plate, but I think she's going to say, mm -hmm. now, Mr. Geronimus, I, I would love to, to begin eating, but I, I do feel quite terrible for inconveniencing everyone. And uh, I find myself with such a feeling very much lacking in appetite, if, if you can understand. Understandable, madam, but business comes after pleasure here at the circus. Please, do enjoy. I, well, I didn't cook it, but Smaz says that it's some of his best work yet. Okay. Uh, if Smaz made he's it... He's so charismatic, mm. I think she has to. She understands the position <laughs> she's in, so she's going to go ahead and eat. Okay, con saving throw, please. Uh-oh. I probably will start, I'll probably, I, I do love me a fucking beautiful <laughs> custardy braised burnip. Um, mm -hmm. And if I think Sfaz prepared it, that probably, and it doesn't seem like anything bad happened to Finny or um, Groon. Groon, so mm -hmm. I guess I'll probably, I'd probably be eaten too. Okay. I got an 11. Okay. You're fine. Oh. It tastes pretty good. Okay. Do I need to go ahead and make one too? Yes, you do. Oh, hell yeah. I got a 19 plus. You were good. I'm hoeing down on these burnips. Mm hmm. And JJ makes himself a plate and says, uh, Yes, I believe this is some sort of cockatrice. I'm really uncertain what sort of meat, but quite delectable. And after your meal, he says, well, what a delectable meal. I hope it was to your liking. Um, now, to business. Uh, yes. You understand that we are in a working relationship, yes, all of us? Y yes, of course, JJ. Yes. And that perhaps the person in charge of, well, your livelihood should perhaps be informed if you need to make a absence of sorts while we are working? Y yes, of course. Of course, JJ. Groon goes, I'll go where the fuck I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Groon has learned the common tongue, I see. That's certainly a development. Overnight? He's, uh, he's a very, uh, a quick, a quick study. Now, do you care to explain your absences? We killed a hag! I look at Madame L. I'm sorry, you... We killed a hag! I... I can explain. Um, it began as a simple house call. You see, a seance had gone in the wrong direction. And I thought I would pop into town to, how do I say, calm the, the patron who was displeased at our services so that they would not spread disdain for us among the community. But one thing led to another, and opportunities arose, you see. Yes, of 
Of course. Um, you went to assuage matters between a client and Lady Z, presumably. This is, of course, not the first time it has happened. And ended up killing a hat. Where, where did you all find a hag? They're not known for residing within townships. If only they were, sir. Um, if only they weren't, hags are a blight upon this land. We went into the scary fen. Yes, that's what I mean. It's We had to trek into the fen. You see, the patron's child had been taken by a hag. And before going into the fen, we had been offered a reward, which Madame L kind of gestures at the chest on the table. And... Beyond the award, I saw an opportunity for fame. Not necessarily for myself, but for all of us, really. If we could get the town on our side, well, in these backwoods places, you know, word travels. Certainly, certainly. I must say we had quite a crowd this evening, despite having, unfortunately, less acts than normal. And he eyes Grun and Finny for just a moment. And exactly how much was this reward? Madame L will just kind of open the the chest. Quite a reward indeed. I would have raised ticket prices if I knew the personage of Grishtal were so well funded. I was surprised myself. And how much are you willing to give to the betterment of the circus? Of course, I would not fathom removing all of your reward as the heroes of the day, but I think we could overlook your absence for a paltry sum of money. As members of the circus, we have very little reason to hoard gold, you see. I, I think that bettering the circus would better all of our lives if we could just keep enough to to help mend our wounds and our equipment that we damaged today, then by all means. And in the middle of this, you notice that Grun has gripped your wrist and that his nails are becoming more claw-like. Uh, uh, am I sitting next to Grun? Uh, it is a round table, so you're able to know. Everyone is able to notice this. He's not being subtle about it. And he goes, Now, madam, if you'll forgive me. That is our gold. One fair and square. Earned fair and square. This fuck over here didn't delve into a fin for a day and a half. Almost get swallowed by frogs, drained by sturges, and then see another fucking realm of existence. She looks at JJ. JJ, you fucking huckster. We ain't giving you a single goddamn cent. Um, th I could be convinced to part, uh, with, with my portion. I, I have very, uh... I found the experience to be rewarding enough. Yes, Grun was really the the hag slayer uh, himself, if he could... Oh, yes, yes. Something of a hag's bane of some sort. I assume that was your turn of phrase, madam. Uh, yes, and she kind of awkwardly does a, a bow. Yes, well, uh, I think that we could reach an agreement, but it seems that... Uh, your friend who has found their tongue, uh, no pun intended, and he gestures at the amulet, has perhaps other ideas. Um, I'll tell you what. Why don't you hold on to the gold? We all sleep on it, and we'll talk in the morning. 
I think that's a, a, um, a very accommodating of you. Thank you, JJ. Fucking fine by me. Grim <laughs> shoves his chair away and stomps off, grabs his glaive, kicks open the door and leaves. Make, like, does he look like he's partially transforming? Only slightly. He has become slightly uh, hairier, and you definitely saw a hint of fangs, mm-hmm. uh, but it does not seem... You know that generally whenever he goes into a rage, it's almost instantaneous. Mm-hmm. You think that maybe just tempers raising kind of brings it out a bit. Oh, okay. Madame L will say, um, our apologies, Mr. Geronimus. I, I will have a word with Grune, and we will make sure that that this is rectified. Of course, of course. I'd hate for there to be any sort of bad blood between us. Um, of course, I would love to offer you some drinks, but it seems that my well has ran dry. So, I believe our business has concluded for the evening. Thank you for coming and talking with me, and the manners of Grune have been known to be a bit rough around the edges, we'll say. So, I will not hold this against you, of course. Um, have a Good evening. Uh, y- you as well, and uh, uh, thank you for uh, for the meal. Of course. Anytime, Mr. Soren. Finny's, like, licking his plate clean. Mmm, yeah! It was good! Finnegan, you are free to take the rest with you. Oh! As I said, a growing child needs their nutrients. No, it's okay. I ate everything. So you did. I've Truly not seen a child of your size eat that much cockatrice, but... I love to eat. Hmm, perhaps we have a new act in store. (laughs) Anyway, have a good evening, and we will reconvene on the morrow, yes? Of course, of course. Uh, Thank you, JJ. Uh, Finny? Yeah? Uh, let's get some rest, yes? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure, yeah. I guess I'm kind of tired. Madame L takes the chest as requested by JJ and and does a bow and and leaves as well. And as you exit, uh, before you have a chance to shut the door, it swings shut of its own accord. Mm. You guys are out of there. Okay. Well, that went relatively well. Uh, You see a tree shaking in the distance near the edge of camp. Uh, Each shake is accompanied by a thunking noise. I'm guessing it's probably Groon. That would make sense, yes. Wait, what What went well? I, I'm confused. I thought we were just having dinner. Did I miss something? Several somethings. Maybe we should reconvene at our wagon this evening. Yes, maybe it would be best to wait for Groon there while he gets some energy out. Yes. Okay. And you guys head back to your wagon, and about 15 minutes later, uh, after you hear what definitely sounds like a decent-sized tree cracking and falling over, mm-hmm. Grun shows up back at the wagon with wood chips in his hair and beard. <laughs> and he is breathing heavily. And he goes, so, uh, what's the plan? Well, we we need to discuss it, I suppose. I, I am... <clears throat> My apologies for offering up your share of the gold. I certainly did not mean to offend. Oh, no, I'm fine with my share going anywhere other than to that fucking huckster. I'm not all that keen on on giving such a man 
so much of our hard-earned reward, but as we've seen over the past couple of days, I think there's more to be gained than gold from our time here. But but I I like gold. It's uh, pretty shiny, and I've not really ever had much of it before. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no, Finny is falling prey to capitalism. (laughs) There is a specter over Nathraxil. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, to Finny and Grun, really, Madame Owl would say, the gold is good, but in a week's time, we will be in a different town, and there will be opportunities there, just like there were in Grishtal. Staying with the circus ensures that we can meet those opportunities. For the time being, perhaps, but... As I mentioned before, people don't stay with the circus. Buzzwhip seemed to be a little tight-lipped about it, but he did mention in what I would say is a fairly ominous manner that people don't stay with the circus for too long. Yeah, that's true. We do have an awful lot of turnover, but, you know, couldn't really do the whole communicating thing. There was never much talk about it from what I could figure out. I just, my concern is that, well, yes, um, traveling with the circus is presenting us with opportunities. I don't know how interested I am in opportunities that put us all at such great risk. It was certainly worth it in this instance, but... Oh, devils, no, I'm not suggesting we stay with the circus forever. I would, I've been sleeping in a, in a cart, Mr. Soren, I... The opportunities I speak of are just as well opportunities for getting out of here. Oh, I I understand. Um, Yeah, maybe we should uh, take a breather, figure things out in the morning, huh? Fair enough. Now, speaking of gold, did any of us actually count that? Uh, no, I don't believe so, but uh, I'd be happy to do so. I'm quite quick. Soren is a businessman! Is he indeed? I wondered with those tiny little glasses. <laughs> I put on my tiny little glasses. Can I roll to see how fast I can count this? See if I can f- do an accounting flex on my friends? Roll for accounting. Yeah, um, I think it's I, maybe just intelligence for how qu- fast you can count. Okay. We'll just go with an intelligence check. We'll assume you're maybe just doing the, you know the thing when you count coins and you slide them real fast? Yep. Into your hand. Mm-hmm. I got an 11 plus 3, so 14 for my accounting flex. <laughs> Certainly faster than the rest of them would have counted, but not superhuman. Mm. Uh, which might explain why you were basically just a tax clerk and not the head of any sort of operation. That's true. Um, but yes, you count rather quickly. Uh, it is 800 gold. Hachimachi! I imagine that for some reason they're now all in rolls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there is um, a, quite a significant sum of money here. Um, 800 gold, precisely. Wow! I've never seen that much gold in my life! Well, let me ask y'all a question, because I'm not really certain on this. Does gold go farther than it used to, or not as far? The trends change, but at least at the moment, uh, depending on the area you're in, uh, not as far. Hmm. Good to know. Back in my day, gold used to feed you for a year. 
single gold piece. So that was, and he looks off into the distance. <laughs> yeah, so you guys uh, split the gold accordingly and then settle down for the evening. Uh, Groon produces, it looks like a mini keg that maybe also came from the hag steak. Uh, when he grabbed it, who knows? Uh, and he pours himself a fine snifter of some sort of alcohol and then goes, and y'all want a little nightcap or something? You know what? I, I think maybe I will, Groon. Um, a, a small one. Yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, he procures some uh, roughly carved wooden shot glasses, essentially. And they seem fresh. Um, and he <laughs> pours a shot for you, a shot for himself. He looks at Finny and goes, he squints a little bit and goes, you're what, 30, 40? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Last time I had that stuff, I, uh, I didn't have a good time. Yeah, all right. And uh, he looks over at Thaddeus and Wallace Hurrifying and goes, rats, y'all want some drinkums? Uh, they nod their heads vigorously. And he uh, pours a tiny cup for each of them, about the size of a thimble. Oh, my God. And he goes, Madam, may I offer you this fine? And he looks at the side of the barrel and goes, Boor Bin, I reckon it's called. <laughs> Madam Al is already asleep in the back of the cart. More for me, then. And he does not pour himself a glass and instead just has a little sip from the tap of the keg. He's earned it. And with that, you all... Make your way to bed eventually uh, as the camp settles for the evening. And I need perception checks, please, oh, from each of you with disadvantage oh. because you are asleep. Well, I got a six. <laughs> I got a seven. Oh, my God. I got two 19s. Holy shit. Yeah. So uh, 20 total. Okie dokie. Um, I need a... Constitution saving throw from everyone. Oh god. Oh god. Um, I got a nineteen. I got a fifteen. I got a one. Oh plus one. I got a two. Oof. Okay. So Groon, Madame L, and Finney, uh, you wake up to a rag over your mouth. Uh. Sorin, you are completely out well at least i'm not having a dream and let's go ahead and enter initiative really quick 14 10 uh 15 okie dokie so soren is completely out me, 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 me. madam l currently above you is lady z with a rag over your mouth what the fuck Above you, Finny, is uh, Urlurg, the Kuatoa, with a rag over your mouth. No! And above Groon is JJ, with a rag over Groon's mouth. What the fuck? That is the setting. Uh, top of the order is going to be Urlurg, who is immediately going to reach out with his other hand and try and slap Finny with it. <gasps> Slap me? 
Rude. You notice he is wearing a glove. A glove. Odd for a kuatoa. <laughs> uh, pa- pardon, real quick. What's a kuatoa? Kuatoa is fishman. Fishman. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, he is part of the quote freak show. Uh, he has advantage because you are prone. He goes to slap down near your face, and you are able to just barely roll out of the way. He's also going to step away. You can get an attack of opportunity if you want. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you have disadvantage because you are prone. That's fine. Okay. I'm just gonna headbutt this guy. Roll to hit. All right. Uh, 14. 14 will hit. All right. Three. You, as he's moving away past your head, you maybe just hook a horn at his ankle, and you feel a bit of pressure against uh, the underside of your horn, and then hear a rip. Uh, Ah! And he is bleeding from the leg. Oh, God, I didn't mean to hurt him that bad. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry, but what's going... What's going on? Next in the order is going to be JJ, who is going to make some gestures and try and capture a certain someone. Fucking sorcerer, maybe? I don't know. He seems, I don't know, he seems like a sorcerer. But I also get warlock vibes, too. Uh, You notice that... Grun is struggling a bit, and then uh, as JJ's eyes glow and he moves his hand through some sort of complicated passes, that Grun goes completely still. Grun! That is JJ's turn. Next in the order is Lady Z, who is also going to try and slap Madame L with a glove she is wearing on her other hand. Oh! Uh, 15 to hit, Madame L? Yes, that hits. Okay, I need a constitution saving throw from you. 18. She caresses your cheek with this glove, and for just a moment, you feel your body tense up, and then you are okay. And that is her turn. Next in the order is going to be Soren, who is asleep. So after that is going to be (laughs) Finny. Okay, well, okay, now I'm going to cast Entangle on everybody because it just does that. Alrighty, strength checks. You are good. I believe it is a 20 foot radius. You all are within that. So strength saving throw for Grun. That is a four on the die. Uh, He has not raised yet, so he does not have advantage on that. Grun is entangled. Erlurg stepped back enough. I will say he was not in it. Uh, you still hooked him, but he was getting away because uh, things are breaking bad. Uh-huh. JJ, that is a six on the die. I'm sure his strength is not that <laughs> great. No, it is not. Uh, JJ is restrained. <laughs> okay, Lady Z, that is a 14 on the die, so she passes. Um, Madam L, you need to make a strength saving throw. Uh, as do you, Soren. I rolled an eight minus one, a seven. Sorry, got you. You are restrained. <laughs> uh, I rolled a nineteen, so nineteen plus nothing is nineteen. I didn't. I didn't get you. The vines ignore you. 
And I think, so as this is happening, mm -hmm. um, Finney's just panicking because uh, Finney has had a very hard time realizing that his friends may not be his friends. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden he... <sighs> Uh, hooked his friend's ankle with his horn and it's bleeding and he's just freaking out so all of these these vines just just explode out of his fingers and he goes I'm sorry I don't I'm sorry Madam L it is your turn so Madam L uh, not sure what's going on really entangled in these vines she probably feels like, I mean, Madame L is not strong in the slightest, so I think mm -hmm. she realizes that she probably is not going to get out of these vines very easily. Mm -hmm. She's going to use uh, vicious mockery on Lady Z. Just with fury in her eyes, she says, You sniveling old hack, I'm not surprised in the slightest. Uh, she's not going to pass that. She got an eight on the die, uh, plus two, ten. Just one. And she has disadvantage on her next attack roll, which should balance out my entanglement situation. Okie dokie. Next in the order is Groon, who is going to try and not be under a spell's effect anymore. Uh, okay, yeah, he is able to break out of that, and that is the end of his turn. Top of the order is our friend Urlurg, who draws a blowgun. And oh. points it at Finny. Oh. That is a 13 on the die, a 16 total. It just happens. Oh. Eight. Oh, God, what's ten, happening? No. 15, what the fuck? What is happening? I don't know, but we're in the shits now. <laughs> 21. How many hit points do you have? Me? Yes. I have 15. Uh, you are put to sleep, as per the spell. <gasps> so my vines, my vines shrivel up and die around me, and I fall asleep. All right, it is JJ's turn. He is going to point a finger at Groon once again. That is JJ's turn, Lady Z's turn. Yeah, she's going to step away from you, Madame L. So at this point, you can make an attack with disadvantage if you want, uh, but she is moving back from you. Yeah, um, Madame L's hat is on the floor beside her, and she's going to pull a pin out of her hat and try to stab it in her foot. Oh Horrible. my god! <laughs> yes, I rolled a 14 with disadvantage, plus 4, mm -hmm. 18. That will hit. That'll get a foot. That will get a foot. And I do 3 damage. And she goes, ah, I always knew you were a snake. And she also draws a blowgun and goes, Poof. I know she has disadvantage. 11 on the first die, 16 on the second. I thought I got fey ancestry. And magic can't put you to sleep. You have advantage on saving throws against being charmed. Yeah. Okay. Well, she might not know this. Uh, regardless, the dart hits um, and you... Feel the tiny spit sleepy, but you're fine. And she sort of looks at the blowgun and goes, What? <laughs> uh, that is her turn. Soren, it's your turn. You're knocked out. Madame L, it is your turn. Um, am I still prone? Yes, you are. You can stand. You did not stand last time because you were restrained. Yeah, does that take a movement or? Uh, it takes half your movement, so okay. 15 feet. Yeah, I'll stand. 
Madame L is going to look around, um, realize it's just her and Groon that's up right now, yes? Uh, that is correct. Groon is still prone. Uh, it has not come around to tur- his turn again, but... Okay. She's going to kind of sidestep over to Finny and uh, shake them awake. Okay, that is your action, and Finny is awake. Oh, what? what? What's going on? Madame L says, All right, Finnegan, I think we need uh, some of that big fun magic that you do sometimes. Finny's eyes are just wide, and he's looking back and forth all around like some scared child awakened from sleep. <laughs> and that's all I can do, so... Did you just bardic inspiration me? No. No, okay. No, I just woke you up. <laughs> no, you just woke me up and gave me a pep talk. Sorry, I thought that meant I'm I was going to get bardic inspiration because normally that's what happens when you pep talk me. Uh-huh. But no, you were just being a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> no magic, just nice. Next in the order is Groon, who gets up and looks at JJ and then starts walking away. What? What? And that is Groon's turn. He's probably been charmed. Oh, fuck. Okay, we are back to the uh-huh. top of the order. Wake with me Earler. up. Somebody wake, wake me up. Wake me up as I can't wake up. Can't wake up. And Urlurg is going to go ahead and approach Soren. And you see him reach towards Soren's mouth. Um. And Soren, I need no. another constitution saving throw from you, what please. What the fuck are you fuck. doing to me? Get out of my mouth. Double poison. Get out, Get out, out of my mouth. Out of my mouth. <laughs> okay, another constitution save? Mm-hmm. I got a fucking one again. What so the fuck? So a total fuck? of two. I have been poisoned. Oh! I'm ready to be dead. Uh, You were good. You remain incapacitated. I love it. Mm-hmm. What the fuck did this guy put in my fucking mouth? Get it out. <laughs> Get it out. <laughs> Get it out of there. Okay, next in the order is JJ, who is... He looks at Lady Z and goes, Really, darling? That's all you could do? (sighs) Never leave the dirty work to your subordinates. And he points a finger at you, Madam L, and Finny, and I need a dexterity saving throw from both of you, please. That's okay. Dex is, is good for us. I rolled a one. Does Finny have advantage? Finny does have advantage because it's magical. I got a 16. A 12. Okay. Finny, you do not pass. Madam L, you do. As a small orange bead of light shoots out of the tip of JJ's finger. What? And rockets through the air between you two and rapidly expands. What? No. 27 points of damage Ah, to Finny. Uh, Half that to Madam L, so... 13. Oh. 27. Okay, yeah, no, I'm down. Madame L is up still. <laughs> Okie dokie. It is Lady Z's turn. She's going to bonus action uh, hide behind you, <laughs> Madame L. <laughs> and then she's going to punch you right in the kidney. Oh my god! <laughs> Fun things you can do as a halfling rogue. Jesus. I'm not joking. That is fucking nat 20. No. Okay. So three bludgeoning and then an extra 2d6. Don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. (laughs) Eight damage total as she uh, punches you in the kidney. And yeah, it feels bad. You feel. Madame Mouse like, 
<laughs> you, uh, call her a walnut. <laughs> that's a finny insult. As you drop and start to lose consciousness, you hear JJ say, "Make sure they're not dead. They're still useful." Welcome to the end of the episode, everyone. Welcome. We mentioned this at the top of the episode, but on June 5th, we are going to be at QuadCon mm-hmm. in Springfield, Illinois. Good old Springfield. It's going to be a smaller convention, but it's going to be pretty chill, so come out and say hi. It'll be fun. There's cosplay and merchandise, and we'll have our little booth there, and I'll be selling dice. Get your hands on some uh of those little anime statuettes uh, that you have always wanted. I'm sure they'll be there. We all know you love those. Mm -hmm, You can't deny it. (laughs) And if you really like us, you can find us at bit.ly slash allnecromancers. That's where you can find our Patreon, too. Wink, wink. Oh, yes. Uh, After, I think in about two weeks, we are going to be releasing our first Patreon-exclusive Goblin episode. And they get real wacky. And it might be good to mention now, I'm going to drop it in the main feed too, but after that, we are going to be switching to a monthly release schedule. We need a little break. If we get a little bit more support over the next months or years that we're doing this, I would like to switch it back to a more frequent schedule, but we'll just have to see how that goes. So, uh, like subscribe, review, all that nonsense to make sure that we know you like what we're doing. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.